if you see one in the road and you go to straddle it, well, their their defense mechanism is to jump straight up. Everybody so. heard that, right? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Sea Stories. Sea Stories is a podcast where I gather some of my uh, former sailor shipmates and we tell sea stories. Sea stories are generally tall tales told amongst fishermen and seamen. So I brought I bring these guys on to tell our own stories about our experience while in the Navy. Once again, these are just stories. We're, we're going in a semi-chronological Navy career order, but this isn't meant to be informative. This isn't a how to succeed in the Navy. This is just stories. So take that as you like it. Uh, when we tell stories, we usually like to tell them uh, while drinking a couple of brews. So as we introduce each other, we'll we'll just uh, tell you what we're drinking. My name is Adam, and today I'm drinking a raspberry bear liner Weiss from Stoop Brewing here locally, brewed here locally in Seattle. Andy, what's up, dude? How have you been, and what are you drinking? I'm doing well, and uh, I'm drinking another one from uh, Devil's Backbone, and this is the, the O-Fest lager. Kind of getting into that seasonal as uh, the Oktoberfest and whatnot are all in uh, in the shelves, and yeah, doing good. So good to be here. It's close to a pumpkin spice season. Yeah, technically, all the uh, uh, have the Starbucks switched over. Basic white women were uh, lined up in droves yesterday as uh, it dropped all over <laughs> the various coffee joints. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, Drew. Uh, how have you been, and what do you got drinking today? Hey, I am great, and I am drinking a, uh, this is called Tate's Hellas by Oyster City Brewing Company out of Apalachicola, Florida. I visited this place, and this beer is great, so I can't wait to talk about it later. Awesome. What's going on, my dude, Joe? How have you been, and what are you drinking today? Hello, hello. Today, I am drinking Boulevard, the original pale ale. Not like the first one they ever made, because that'd be ridiculous. But the original, uh, it's like one of the original beers that they had uh, pale. It's just their original pale ale. And uh, they are out of Kansas City. And it is a good beer. It's lasted many, many years. So original recipe, y'all. All right. I can't wait to hear the uh, review at the end. And uh, welcome back, Josh. Glad to see you again for the second month in a row. How have you been and what are you drinking? I've been great. Been very busy with work, um, but excited to be back. Um, tonight, I'm drinking a IPA called Hopadillo by Carbach Brewing Company. Um Let's see here. I got some facts about it. Let's see. 6.6% alcohol by volume, 165 IBUs, 12 fluence ounces, of course. Uh, it's awesome. It's definitely uh, my other go-to beer if they don't have my uh, art car uh, there at the restaurant. I always try Hopadillo. So I remember this when this brewery first opened. I went on their opening day. And they uh, probably overserved us, <laughs> but we had a good time. Uh, recently, they've been sold. I think Anheuser Busch actually bought them, but supposedly they've not messed with any of their stuff. So um, that's all I know. <laughs> all right, well, enough. 
Well, stay tuned to at the end of the show where we'll give our official beer reviews. But for now, um, just doing, you got something to say, Joe? Oh, nope. Sorry, dude. You can't raise your hand in this format. I had my, I had my foot up. That's a problem. I'll go back <laughs> to sitting like I usually do. I, mean, I got too comfortable. My bad. Um, so just a quick recap. If you've been, if you haven't been following us from the beginner, we, we've been going on this uh, semi uh, chronological journey of a naval career. Um, just to put that information out here, we're all fire control men and we all served on a destroyer class warship. So that's the angle we're coming from. Uh, we, st- we started do- talking about uh, getting recruited, going through boot camp, going through our training for our jobs. Then we went through a typical workday while in port uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, where we were all stationed. And then we kind of, yeah, that's about it, right? We took an audible tour of a warship. And now here we are. Um, before we get move on, um, we talk a lot about cranking, but I don't think we officially covered it. Am I remembering correctly, fellas? I think we covered it. I think we had some stories about like what we did in cranking. But I don't think I don't I don't think we actually officially defined it. Am I correct? I don't think it was ever really defined. I think we all just kind of understood what we were talking about and just ran with it. Yeah. Did I tell you, did I tell you the story about I had I guess I'm <laughs> obviously had irritated somebody and it ended up down there in that trash room. <laughs> Y'all oh, had nice. anybody has anybody been down there? I have been, been down there. there. I didn't work there. I mean, well, you know how we had the, they only put the weirdos down there. Normally, <laughs> it was the engineers because they we knew how the, to like work the equipment. But yeah, well, maybe so. After we broke the equipment, us, us uh, people that were cranking, <laughs> but uh, you know, we had to separate our trash obviously when we were underway, and so we'd bring it down there, and, and there was a plastic melting machine. I know y'all remember hauling those big old discs off yeah, this yeah. Big old oh, yeah, plastic yeah. Disc. Yeah. Well, those were those were that was a plastic trash they would just melt down the yeah. metal trash was a big grinder and it was just like a like a bin yeah a big hole on top and you just like a wood it in chipper. A big <laughs> yeah for metal but then they had this other thing for the paper and stuff the pulp and it was like this big old yeah it was crazy dude like it was scary big yeah yeah it was it was it was fun to like throw a whole bag of like you know the <laughs> The biodegradable trash in there and just watch that thing just go to work i mean just spraying water on it and like <laughs> chewing it up and turning yeah. like that like the slurry that they just pump over the side yeah yeah that was i guess i always had that distinct it. smell from like the plastic melting oh you would yeah. smell your your clothes would smell your <laughs> and that i remember that smell not so much pretty cool too. The ship I mean, you got like. good at it you could make sweet ass designs and shit in there yeah <laughs> melting bottle caps and stuff like i made a yeah. dude's face um so for those that don't know, crank what we refer to as cranking, it's kind of like a, it's like rite of passage. Or it's a rite of passage. It's kind of like your first realization that there's more to the Navy than just doing your job as well. Because what is it? FSA, I believe, is the technical name, food service attendee or something along those lines. And sure, that's one of those like, you know. They're not secretaries, they're administrative assistant kind yeah. of fluff words, but you know. Anyways, you're augmenting the kitchen staff, essentially, yeah, yeah. right? It's an internship, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, mandatory uh, internship. Yeah, yeah. So everybody you, eats, so, but every division has to sacrifice. Yeah, so so yeah. new brand new brand new to the Navy sailors will check on board and they'll 
And within their first, what, six months of serving on board, you'll be assigned to the, be, be an FSA or a crank. And then from there, you'll either work in the, the cafeteria, the cafe, you'll work with the cooks, you'll work in the cleaning, doing dishes or down in the trash room or up in the officer's Order. mess. Yeah. yeah. Order room. And did you do, Dude, you did I like, had a, was it 110 days you had to crank for? Was that, that like, it's not like minimum of 90 or something like three months, but they can send was, you up to, they can do up to 180. Well, I remember hearing about people that did it twice, but they had went through their division already and they were like yeah. sending people for the second time. They were considering that, it. Was yeah. that, was that just being people just talking mess? Like, oh, I went cranked no, twice. I think it's just Navy. like, I think it was that time where they're downsizing the Navy and they just didn't have bodies. So I think Coming if they in, don't yeah. have the bodies, then you get your second tour. Love essentially. twice. Yeah, they started extending us because it used to be 90 and then like we did like 110. That's what it was. They did, I had a friend did 90 days, and then they said that they're like at the end of it, they're like, well, we can keep you for up to 180 days. It was like the very tail end of like probably Drew's career, like the last like six months or something. And that I remember that rumor getting started, like, well, you, you know, other places do 180 so they can make you back, go back and do 90. I was like, send me back and do another 90. <laughs> no, hating maybe as much as I do now. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah, right. Why is in the play? No. Especially, <laughs> especially with like somebody who, like me, who like who was nickel and diming their watch station in combat. Like, yeah. like as long as you were. E4 but if I'm cranking, I don't have to stand this watch station underway. Yeah. I might do it. You know? Man, did we, Drew? Did we make our? Did we have to stand and watch while we were cranking? Or did, were no. we able to not? We were able not to have to. We were, we were able to support that. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have to uh, stand watches. Like you were just a mess crank. Right. Um, we did it when we were in um, during our time. You were off the underway watch bill. Yeah, thank and you. the duty was, section. Uh, that was a blessing. Yeah. That was nice. All you had was your like other duties, collateral duties or whatever. I don't know, like blind hand. I guess cleaning or, uh, and maybe maintenance. Yeah, or something. Did you maintenance on the equipment? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, me. you worked like all day as a as a crank. Yeah. You're basically a yeah. You're an MS a waiter. <laughs> you worked from, scullery. You work from like five a.m. until like probably like After eight o'clock at night, seven yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. And you, it know, was, you had to clean up and everything like that. And you had to get the message for the next day. Uh, yeah, so, I remember. I actually, remember doing. And I remember coming like kind of wet and damp, and just filthy with whatever the food from the yeah. day. I remember it was like it was actually pretty busy. Like, like you. You cleaned up, you did the, you know, picked up after everybody, and then that rolled right into the next meal. Right, like, prepping for the next almost. meal and yeah, yep, yeah. That's and why dinner, MSs and stuff aren't, MSs shit. aren't in duty sections or anything because I'm never fucking working all the time. Yeah, yeah and it was definitely better uh, cranking during a busy underway schedule than it was while you're in port because then you're staying on the boat until eight, 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 nine o'clock at night. Yeah. you might go home every day but you're staying late on whatever rotation you're on you know yep that was always kind of cool though about cranking you'd get like you know like a tuesday wednesday off you know yeah, which yeah. is okay yeah you, know, I mean, you don't really know anybody everybody on the ship anyway so it's kind of like i'll just go home and be able to take care of stuff and it's yeah, always okay. nice to like go to the grocery store on like a tuesday morning 
when there's like nobody you're able to get all right. your shit done on those two days you, with no lines and you're also eating like the freshest chicken strips and because oh man i right? don't i don't think i cranked in did so some people some people cranked in port like you were in port the whole time or it just depending on the ske- the the ship schedule right yeah like if you're on deployment or if you were on the way you know if you're just in a busy like you're gearing I know up when, for i know when cold i know when you got off the train off of that what were we doing then? back to the you you it was my first day on the ship <laughs> and you had come back that day yeah. and you had to come off a deployment like three weeks before that or something yeah so i must have cranked on deployment then. cranked on deployment yeah because we came way, back and we're like back. oh shit cole's yeah. back you're like ah, the fucking goddamn pond. already already being a weirdo your first day back and they're giving you shit about your uniform looking like hell so that was like, all fucked up yeah. for three oh, man. <laughs> dude it was so funny man i was just like this guy is a fucking weirdo <laughs> Hopefully one day we can be friends. I hope I I get to live with him one day. I was a bad example. (laughs) I was probably not the best example. (laughs) I was destined for more. I was destined for more. (laughs) Gonna say for twenty, senior chief. I don't know. You know, you look back now. I mean, we're all turning forty. We could be retired and starting a whole other career and have full retirement from military and. And starting another career, which mm-hmm. is, but you know, you know, we, yeah. I, I think we all made good decisions. I think we're all happy with our decisions. And even though I can't, I just couldn't get over how, you know, those people that the haters, like the people that would be like, ah, oh, you don't know what it's like out there, or you ain't gonna make it out there. And I'm like, you know, looking back, you're like, well, you've been in here for 15 years. You don't know what it's like out there. <laughs> and 15 years ago, you know, things have changed. So, yeah. but yeah, we got this. We got this, man. It was a good time. I enjoyed the structure. I needed the structure when I was that age. So <laughs> I think it, I think it paid off for sure. It kept me on the straight and narrow. So thanks, man. Welcome to the shit show this podcast is becoming. <laughs> oh, did I wander <laughs> off? I am totally sorry. <laughs> Where are you, man? <laughs> oh my goodness all right all right, well, all right. Back all right to gentlemen today we're talking about some sailor shit now and oh yeah we're talking about actually going underway finally we, we finally reached the point of the podcast where we're talking about going underway now we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna get into like the deployments we're not getting gonna get into port visits we're not doing anything this is strictly just talking about going underway and so we'll probably just stick to sailing around the vacates or off the shore of virginia and uh what north carolina i guess yeah um so i i remember the first thing that we would always have to do before before we got underway everybody hey, let's, uh, let's uh, oh. chill out for a second and um sorry uh, <laughs> adam had a thing going here bro <laughs> um, want to... go ahead <laughs> as we've been you know we've been doing this we kind of have like this crazy timeline we'll start from the beginning and then we'll progress throughout the day but first i want to talk about um each of your experiences actually going out to sea not in a deployment environment but physically being on the boat in the ocean what was it like your first time going out to sea with the boat uh starting with andy 
Yeah. Now, before Andy goes, I think we should probably just go with Josh Cole real quick because he had a whole thing that he was. No, no, to. no. I wanted no. to hear. I wanted to hear. I well, really did. It's not on that subject matter, though. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's on the subject matter of getting underway, but it's on the subject matter of, of, of Josh, how, how you felt or but. Josh is uh, the Tarantino of the group where he'll he'll start at the end and then he'll talk, come back to the beginning and then he'll say some stuff in the middle. <laughs> Infrequent flashbacks and forwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> time, the, time the social I've, I've seriously thought about maybe pursuing some maybe some medication so <laughs> Not right, Andy, watch, Andy, yeah. get back on track your first and time I, out to sea with the boat well for i mean you know first time out to sea was on deployment but first time in the vacates post-deployment was uh it was weird well, you well know. That, that's fine if if your first yeah. time going out to sea was on deployment i just wanted to Want you yeah, to talk yeah. about like the feeling you had when the boat was on the ocean? Yeah, yeah. So it, it you know, it was uh, it's different because like you started to feel like the whole ship kind of rock and move a little bit. So like there was that uh, I don't know. It's like a, just a different feeling when like you feel the ground moving, <laughs> but like not at the same time it's not like you're on a wobbly rope bridge or anything crazy like that it's just like you feel that sensation of like uh that you know horizon or whatever you know moving like the axis of you know whatever the center of gravity is definitely shifting there yeah your equilibrium is uh getting thrown around that's that's the word i was looking for um you know and it was back in the the prime days of uh jj and everything so we were hauling ass everywhere <laughs> so you definitely like it had it was kind of dual purpose it would kind of smooth things out a little bit if the seas were a little rougher you know just kind of like a motorcycle on the highway like you go a little bit faster to skim over the divots in the road and whatnot else so we kind of level things out a little bit that way and then also it kind of you know i don't know like felt like felt like you were moving like differently like it wasn't crawling at a snail's pace or anything else like that like on a fishing boat or something like doing two miles an hour you know or knots because we are out to sea so it'd be a nautical mile you know but uh yeah i mean that's kind of the best way to describe it badly (laughs) um how about you drew yeah, I remember getting actually some of the best advice that I got in the Navy on my first uh, underway, and it was take Dramamine. <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I've been on boats before. I, I've been down to sea before, you know, stuff sure. like that. Not, not quite as far, obviously, as we went in the ship, but, um, you know, and I, I felt confident. I was like, I'm not going to get sick. Like, fuck this shit. I'm from Florida. Fucking water everywhere. I'm good. But they told me and they warned me, like, listen, you might as well just take a Dramamine because if you don't, it's going to be like the worst shit ever. Um, and after I took it, like, I, I did kind of feel like weird. Like if I didn't take it, I probably would have been sick. And I think kind of to touch on what Andy said, uh, it's really important that you see the horizon when <laughs> you're you're on a on a boat because that up and down movement when you're inside. You don't you, understand it. Yeah, yeah, your body doesn't have like the right 
Like it, it can't get its like equilibrium down. So I think that's what causes a lot of people to get seasick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not like a scientist on it or anything, but uh, I remember taking that Dramamine and being thankful that I did. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, after that, I was pretty good unless I knew we were coming out into rough seas, then I would go uh, get a Dramamine. But yeah, it was an interesting feeling, something you never really forget. Yeah. Was your first time at the sea overseas or in Port Norfolk? It was in port because I, I got there when the ship was in port. Uh, and then like our first underway was basically to go on that three month deployment. Oh, really? or whatever. So you weren't, you were, you were, you were prepared to not come back for three months. <laughs> yeah. Nice. First underway, dude. Solid move. Yeah. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty scary. <laughs> so not to downplay on yours, Andy, being actually overseas and yeah, catching yeah. the ship in, in a foreign port and everything. But yeah, yeah. Hats off to you too, tough guy. <laughs> But no, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's, I mean, both those are, yeah, I mean, not coming yeah. back for three months and then, you know, already being like, I, oh, this is a fucking kid walking down <laughs> blob Spain or whatever, like yeah, yeah. the ship, <laughs> got a sea bag on my back with only the essentials because I don't know what the fuck to take on this thing. Right. And I yeah. only have so much room and I have to physically carry it out there. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And then having to go through customs and stuff with like three bags. Yeah, well, I flew military. I had a back flight to the ship. And oh, everything, okay, so. okay. I didn't know if they flew you. Yeah, yeah. Asked them flew commercially, though. So, I, you know, however you can get to or from, you know. Uh, what about you, Joe? Uh, I got on the ship right as soon as it came back from the deployment that uh, Andy and uh, Drew were on, and well, and Josh, too. <clears throat> and. Uh, I don't think we got underway for like probably like a month or something, a month and a half, it, it, you know, because I mean, those guys were on, on palm leave and, uh, yeah, you know, and then just they don't want to be a gigantic douches and send people like, you know, back to back, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to go, you know, fuck around the, the vacates for two or three hours, you know, as soon as these guys just got back from 18 or 18, what, six months. Uh, so I, I was lucky in that aspect that I was able to kind of get acclimated to being on the ship and not get thrown into something like a completely, you know, wild time that is, you know, like line handlers and all that shit. Uh, and we did get underway. I was, I, I, I was like really like trying to like hide my like jazzed up emotions about it. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, you know, like uh, I, I get, well, I also, yeah, came, yeah. I came in, I came, you know, at a, at a time when everybody else had been out to sea. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. else had already been there, done that for months. They were talking, the new for guy. months and talking yeah. about it, you know. And I was just like, you know, I I, I just Sounds got fun. school, and yeah. uh, when we finally got underway, I mean, I was like, you know, deep down inside, I was like, this is this is pretty, this is pretty pretty cool. But uh, I got I got to be I got to be even cooler on the outside, otherwise Drew and Nate Gibbs will verbally assault me. Eat you and up, I'm, and I'm sure they'll get the rest of those guys that always like to mess around too on the some of those STGs and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I, I was I was pumped, man. It was it was cool. It really was a cool thing. Like the novelty wears off very quickly with like <laughs> getting pulled out by tugboats. I was like, that. like at first you're like, no way, can they honk the horn? Very very cool. And uh, you know, but then it's like, oh wow, this takes forever. Oh wow, we're still doing this. 
<laughs> shit, man. Like they're I, still doing it. They're, we're still doing it. It's still happening. And still then, have to be here <laughs> outside. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I'm like, man, it's been kind of hot out here on this on this flight deck. Yeah. It's pretty close to lunch, actually. Yeah. I heard him call lunch like two hours ago. You guys down, uh, so uh, there. That was I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and the, then coming in, obviously, was also kind of cool. It wasn't as uh, grand as I thought it would be, like with like families and stuff on the on the uh, pier. When we did like you know leave on a Monday, come back on a Tuesday. <laughs> there was no families and no signs of welcome back or anything. They just hauling us it was yeah, just yeah. like, oh shit, they're back. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I really wasn't that expecting park. that. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool if I was. Um, <laughs> they're playing Norman Greenbaum, God Bless the USA, as we pulled in from our, <laughs> our sale in North Carolina and back from moving piers. <laughs> <laughs> shit, it might have been a pier. No, it, might, it was either I, a pier mover to the yards. To it MHI, I think so. it might have been to the yards. I think it yeah. might have been to the yards. Um, so. Uh, and then the, uh, I never, I never was one that got seasick. I was always okay. Uh, yeah, I never got seasick. Uh, you know, and I, I've, I've said it, you know, on this podcast multiple times. Like I remember times when the seas were really heavy, and I remember very few people being up around and even living life. Yeah. Alex Adam Herrera, James Elias, DC three yeah. slash two at the end of his career or in <laughs> my naval career. Yeah. Only, only people I've ever, I've ever eaten breakfast with at like seven in the morning when we're like eating off of the roof of the yeah. or the ceiling of the mess decks. When you gotta hold on to your cup in the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, and I, I, uh, I get kind of like a humble brag. I just got back from the Ozarks, uh, uh, and we were on a pretty big boat, and we're on a, on a dock the river boat the Jason Bateman has. <laughs> None of that, not like that. I mean, like these oh, are like, some speedboat type things. And uh, we're on the dock and we're spending most of the day on the dock, like 18 hours, like drinking beers, eating food, all that shit. And you're constantly moving up and down when you're on a dock. And I came back on Sunday and on Monday, I was still feeling that, like, even when I was Motion. sitting still, just kind of like, I feel like I'm constantly moving. And so yeah. I remember that being, you know, like a thing when I was, you know, getting used to being a, a a person on the land. water now. <laughs> I'm now I'm now an aquatic human being. I'm living most of my life on the water, and right. then you just get get used to walking, you know, a certain way. And you the know, whole sea legs. That's the whole yeah, sea, legs sea legs thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, with that, I am. That's my thoughts on being at the sea for the first time. How about you, Josh? Your 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 experience first time going out onto the ocean. <laughs> I had a. Uh, I do. I don't remember, necessarily remember my first time. I remember a really early experience where I had gotten sick. I don't know if I was on watch or whatever, but I ended up end up vomiting in that one of those main P ways right out there by oh. combat, and not knowing like in, enough, not knowing enough people, or not knowing where I was on the ship to even find a bucket or mop. So I had to go find somebody to do that, and I had to clean that shit up with, when I was seasick. But from there on out, I always I always tried to. That's I was told to I was told um, to carry a trash bag in my belt loop. So I, I would do that. I have always uh, been very sensitive to <laughs> motion sickness. I don't know what I was thinking by joining the Navy and um, uh, being on, uh, on a big ship. But uh, 
you know, there was different parts of the ship that were more that, <sighs> that, that effect was felt more than others. I remember going up to the bridge one night, maybe like Darren, I was cranking or something, but, and it was just like, I mean, <laughs> like being in a pendulum or something, it was just nuts. Like I just couldn't, yeah. I, I just don't deal well with that. I mean, I get a little up stomach gets upset when I go over a hill too fast, you know, and you get that little <laughs> yeah, yeah. The stomach dropping all yeah. I remember going up to the to like the, the bridge and stuff when we were in like really heavy seas just to go up there and just look for a second. You know, like I, I, I mean it was a it was, crazy kind of, it was very intimidating for me. Like even a guy like that's in combat and stuff all the time, very intimidating for me to go up up uh into the the pilot house or the bridge or whatever when yeah, we're totally on the sea because there's like a lot of stuff going on and uh let's put I, so I'm like a little kid in the back like, but I'm how just far like, do you think that is up there well it's from the, like combat or oh four level or four or four or five on a ddg so it's five stories up you know i mean it was a, the it main was deck, a so big difference from being down on weather decks 50 being feet all up. the way up there yeah Anyway, up there, sorry, like, standing, stand, no, standing in the back and then like watching that thing come down, like you know, in, in big season, like and just being like, mother, it's 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 something to see, I guess. Like the it come down really, really hard, and then the water just you know, yeah. come come just banging in there. And yeah, you know, oh. that was always really cool about being, you know, out to see. I mean, those are those are Atlantic stories though, dude. Like we need to get yeah. back into the <laughs> <laughs> where we anchor for five hours no <laughs> but real, sorry real quick though on that note like how crazy like you, if you're on facebook you'll see those videos of like the warship the destroyers going underneath the water and then you're one of the few people that like i've been on the boat as it's going yeah. underneath the yeah. waves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, always really cool no big deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we, i guess if we if like we had like cameras that were so uh I remember. I just remember like being like like just getting onto the ship when a camera phone came out yeah. on a flip phone, you know. So we're talking sensitive about where you could go with those camera phones, and you can't. I mean, you can't take a picture of anything. And yeah. then these phones now. I mean, like, bro, there was some stuff that I mean, like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd also be too concerned about getting in trouble, probably too. Yeah. You know, like because you, you, you do one fucking make a wrong turn or something, you got your phone recording. You know that can that can you know derail a career or something but uh you know but i mean be able to be up on the bridge or something just be like you know that'd be <laughs> tiktok that's tiktok and it did <laughs> let me ask this question so we're we're on the same you know we're all fire controlmen so we spent like nearly two two years in training and then we finally get to the boat and we finally go out to sea did you guys have some like like oh man now i'm a sailor moment like when that happened finally probably i can't like, <laughs> i was happy to get to the real navy you know everybody yes said no, the, the fleet was the real navy and it really was i mean it was a totally different environment from all those training schools we were in that were very structured and very proper and you know with follow all the rules and regs and getting out to the real fleet and throwing on being able to especially throw on those uh Coveralls. What do you call it? It's coveralls, man. Those yeah. were the best, weren't they? Not bad. Having those things folded up for the first first two years. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh man, I'm gonna wear these one day. And one of these days, I'm gonna slide into these bitches. Yeah. Um, they had they're the darkest blue. 
<laughs> when you yeah, you always knew it was They're so fucking dark blue. Crispy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had that boot camp fold in them or whatever. Hey, know? what's up, guys? Like, oh, geez, you got creases in these things? What a dickhead. Yeah. Everybody's else's and shit is all faded and damn near <laughs> transparent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Washed right. so many times. We had that one guy that his were the, you know, on the strain of uh, fitting. Because fuck if you're fuck if you're that using zipper your, holding on for life. Because fuck if you're using your clothing allowance for actual clothes. No, oh, yeah. that's, that's extra beer allowance. Everybody knows exactly. that. That's the rule. My my four, I can get another year or two I out of get, this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's only one hole in it, so I'm good. Yeah. The real well, Navy, that's another been. myth of the of service. Because that was the thing you were chasing throughout is like boot camp's not the real navy. A school's not the real Navy. C school, that's not the real Navy. Your first ship's not the real Navy. <laughs> Somewhere is the Navy. I don't know where. It is the real that is very Navy. true. It didn't exist until you were out. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> then that's the only, only true way you've ever really been in the Navy. There's guys that have been in there for 22 years and they've never even seen it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. That when you oh, you're not that. the real Navy until you've done shore duty on Honolulu during. Uh, well, Okay, this is a real thing now. This is getting very specific. (laughs) Only four people were there that day. Right. Until you survived your first Pearl Harbor bug, man. I can't (laughs) fuck No, it's not true. And I didn't mean, I I honestly didn't mean that as like a a Pearl Harbor joke, but I'm just saying that's how crazy it was getting. Yeah, it was. You know, then I finally get out and I'm like sitting in Paola, Kansas, like. These guys don't even know the real Navy's like that I'm hanging out with now. I'll just tell them I was in it. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's it. You guys will never be in the Navy because you've never even left Bayola. Yeah. Get them, you college nerds. Right. All right, gentlemen. Now let's just try to Reel put away the, the first time feelings and let's just talk about uh, preparing for, to get underway in the vacates. What are what were some of your routines or traditions that you did prior to getting underway? Starting at home, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess um, you know, partly depends on how long you're going. Say, for. I mean, if you're going like, say, let's do a Monday through Friday in the video. Yeah, we're doing a Monday to Friday. So, I mean, I can, I can do an easy one. I know we, I know us radar guys, and I know Joe guys would have to go out there and lower the rails. Or would oh, we wait yeah. till we got out to sea to do that? I don't know. It depends, I guess. And then yeah, I know there was this big old deal about securing your crap. Strap everything down, oh, stow yeah. away everything. And then we had like people walk through our spaces and made sure everything was like strapped down. And Secure locked for down. Yep. Yeah. What about uh, at home, Josh? Were you doing anything at home? Were you packing oh, the same yeah, think- snacks? Were you were you, I don't know, grabbing your fucking I, favorite I, PlayStation console? No, I always seem to always make sure I had a couple of extra roll of toilet papers to keep him a rack. That's a that's a good hack. That's yeah. a government toilet paper. That's a good Navy hack, yeah. Yeah, so even like when we're out at sea, I'd get people like, send me some toilet paper. That's, about, that's what I need. <laughs> um, but... How about you, Andy? Yeah, you're prepping back home. Yeah, I mean, laundry wise, you know, you had make sure you had enough white t shirts and socks and stuff. I mean, I kept all my uniforms in my rack. So, like, 
I had all of that there. Um, so it wasn't like I was generally taking those home, uh, except for like utilities when we used to wear those in port. But, uh, you know, so I'd have like enough clothes to, you know, get through the, uh, the week or whatever there. And then, uh, you know, I guess it kind of depended. Um, you know, I had to make sure I had some, uh, you know, whether it was move my movies with me or whatever on board that I was going to watch or, you know, some video games. We had the, the Xbox set up or something in the, uh, in the space. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd probably sometimes, I guess it depended. I would let like some people know that, uh, you know, we were, we we're going to be away for a while. If it was somebody I talked to regularly, something like, Hey, you know, I didn't die or nothing. <laughs> be be out of out of communication for a little bit. I'll be back you, later. You sent and, your uh, MySpace message to be right back, going to the yeah, bed. right, yeah, my a, my BRB. AOL PRP, FK, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and what's the job? Um, you know, if there are any bills or whatever coming up, that either pay them in advance or uh, you know, checks in the mail, I guess, kind of thing. You know, that was important. Uh, Drew, any uh, what were you doing back home? You you're the one with the wife at this time. Yeah, um, yeah. Either uh, I mean, she was my my girlfriend and fiance, and then you know my wife for like the second uh, full deployment. But I mean, it's pretty standard. I would you know say say goodbye to her, see you later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. I mean, if, if it was just for like a week, it wasn't yeah. a big deal, you know. But obviously, deployments would be different. Um, but one of the things I always enjoyed and I tried to have uh, was I would always go buy like new deodorant and like new toiletries, like before I went underway. Like I never really wanted to bring something I already been using. I just felt like it was better being fresh and, you know, it would last potentially longer. Yeah. Um, I would always take like extra white T-shirts uh, because I didn't live on the ship. I didn't have a lot of my stuff on the ship. Mm-hmm. So you know, I made sure I had the necessities and especially if we were going out for a week and not hitting any ports, you know, you don't need a lot of civilian clothes. So you just go for maximum comfort, honestly. Yeah. Um, make sure you have all the right, you know, your, your good underwear, your comfy underwear, your boxers, you know, all that stuff. Um, I think that's about it. I didn't have any like real rituals uh, as far as like before going underway. <laughs> Be fun editing, uh, Joe. How about you? How did you prep for a big capes tour? Oh, well, <clears throat> you lived with me, Josh lived with me. Shit, Drew and I hung out quite a bit, so I mean, you guys got a pretty good idea of how I prepped. Uh, generally, I had like you know, you keep uh, you know, one of pretty much every uniform at least. Um, at least I always tried to do that, yeah. I keep one of everything, you know, uh, just, you know, just, just, just in case kind of, you have that stand up locker so you can hang up, you know, a pair of working whites, a pair of whites, a pair of blues, a pair of working blues, you know, uh, uh, if we've been in port for a couple of days, you should probably already have your, your coveralls should already be cleaning on board because you don't need them at home. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would always, uh, I always make sure I did my laundry at home. 
like mm-hmm. the day before, like a full, you know, do all of it. If it takes you two hours, just do it all. Stay up late to do it. Just because nobody wants to come home after being out for four or five days and be like, fuck, I don't have any goddamn underwear. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can't even, I, I, all I do is go tie one on tonight and I can't because I got to do yeah, laundry. You know, you got to yeah. do a little bit of laundry. <clears throat> uh, as a single guy, yeah, you had to get your affairs in order every time. You had to make sure your bills were always paid, rent, all that stuff, you know. If you had roommates, it worked out well. You could just write them checks and leave them. But if it was, you know, you and the same people on your ship, you know, you got to yeah. pay in advance or whatever you got to do. But, you know, you don't want to screw that up. As far as food or snacks go or whatever, nah, the sea provides me with whatever I need. Yeah. Yeah, uh, whether that be whether that Damn be pizza and wings on Fridays or sliders on Thursdays, the sea will provide. Mm-hmm. King, King, King Neptune will. Yeah, yeah. King Neptune will supply the chicken cordon bleu. Just reach over the side and pull out a lobster. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I reach in the sea and pull out a breakfast pizza. Yes. <laughs> I'm loving it. All right. Um. So we're in quarters, and today's the day we're going out to see. Uh, once again, throw out this isn't your first time, this is your umpteenth time. What are some of your feelings at this time for a bullshit? It kind of depends on like what it's five you're days. Going you're you're, you're five, it's, it doesn't, I don't think it matters, does it? You're going, you're, you're taking five days out of your week to go, right? Right, yeah. But there were times like there were definitely times like. Well, I'm broke anyways, and by the time we get back, <laughs> it'll be payday, so that's okay. pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was times like, <laughs> you know, I was in the middle of doing fucking who knows what that I thought was important at the time, and like, now I have to like put it on hold or something, you know, till I come back, or just kind of like the, the you know, when we were in the training cycle and the constant like two days here five days here three days there you know yeah, like, yeah. that shit got old too got old, yeah. so just like you couldn't like get a rhythm either way going whether it was import or at sea like everything was constantly in flux and that so you know there was that you're just trying to catch monday night raw but you keep missing it every other week <laughs> right yeah <laughs> trying to get up on my, my programs <laughs> um what about the re- you guys like say this is your 10th time going out to see already like what was your vibe when they told you that you're just doing like, like five days in the vacates i mean by that time we were just kind of used to the yeah. bullshit so we were like oh another fucking waste of time um but yeah i mean like you you kind of you kind of just went with it you know it was another day um especially if it was like your umpteenth time you know i mean like you're it's just it's annoying honestly like that's that's what i felt like you know when with you know what andy was talking about like going out for two days coming back for maybe a day or two and then like man sucks if you had duty that day like the next day coming back right like you come back from from sea then you have duty then you can't go home and then you go back out to sea yeah right you know and throughout all this i'm kind of thinking like you know uh, now having a kid like how how crazy hard that must have been having a, a kid Uh-oh. and having to like leave them you know yeah. um constantly 
uh, and especially for the long periods of time. But even those those short periods of time, you know. But yeah. another thing, this spy was always on watch. Oh, those FCS guys be down there chilling, not doing <laughs> shit. Oh, we're gonna shut down FCS. We're on the way back home. We're not. They're not gonna stand watch for two weeks. Oh you guys God, cried dude, so I fucking s- hard, dude. They gave that's us bullshit. Like, they- Y'all should have been down there cross training and See, fucking taking over that watch. That's exactly should have been doing. Exactly what you guys were crying about, and it's yeah. the same argument. That's bullshit, bro. You had an option to go FCS. You decide you want to do spy. Okay. Like, name. Okay. Yeah. All I'm saying is, with that kind of bullshit, like. You know, you guys came at it the wrong way because you were like, it's not fair. When? And I was like, dude, we can work this out. Let's work this out. And you and, and you were throwing a fit like somebody was getting over on you. Bro, we'll stay and watch with you, man. But just don't come at their heart at us like that. <laughs> you came at us too hard. You started trying to force stuff on us. Nobody wants to be forced to do anything. You know, you guys went immediately started crying. Drew, you were in on it too. Yeah, I think they ended up throwing us down a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had to stand and watch. We had to do it down there playing video games. Yeah, it's hard know, it's so they made y'all do some. Made you get up and play video games for four yeah. hours and then go yeah. back. To- uh, so uh, when it was like when you're doing like you know it's like thirty one days in a month or thirty days in a month and you're at the sea for like nineteen days or something. You know what I'm talking about. You know the, the you know after a while you start breaking it like that. It's in the last ninety days we've been at the sea forty three or something. You know not yeah, consecutive yeah. but just doing it. Uh, it is nice to do the save the money technique. Yeah. Where yeah. you know I'll eat this shit on this motherfucker. The sea will provide. The oh, sea yeah. will provide me everything, and the sea does. Yeah, that was already paid for. <laughs> I don't your service. I mean, we you know we, we're out there. We're eating good. We're eating three times a day, which is better than a lot of us are doing at home. Yeah, four um, times if you're fucking feeling frisky. Oh yeah, get, get down there, and get your mid rats on. Yeah. Uh, also, I enjoyed it because sometimes I was on a heavy bender with some of the guys. And you just knew and it was like, them. dude, I, someone's got to stop this because <laughs> we need a liver. Is, you know, <laughs> good point. <laughs> it was a a, break. You know, there were some nights it would be like, you know, yeah, man, I had like seven beers yesterday. Like, oh, okay, so it was cool. Then there were some nights it was like, where I had like 15. Yeah. And then like, I need a detox. You know, nobody wants to count, but I mean, dude, you know, was off that, if you got two 30 packs or I guess two, I don't think they sell, did they sell 30 packs back then? I think yeah, 24 yeah. packs, whatever it Depending was. Depending on the beer, like you got 48 yeah, yeah. beers between like three or four people, and you know they go into work the next day. I mean, like, and you do that for a couple of days in a row. You know, you're like, thank God it's Wednesday. We're out of this fucking place, dude. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. You know, I need to fucking, <laughs> I need to <laughs> scale it back a little. Bit. I need to take a hot shower for once in a I mean, shitty shower four- back there. <laughs> I need four hours of sober sleep instead of four hours of drunk sleep. Yeah, I need I need this yeah. thing to rock. I need this thing to rock me into a yeah. fucking great slumber. I need to sleep behind this spy radar for a minute. Yeah. Uh, also, crazy stuff back then that we wouldn't be dealing with that we wouldn't be dealing with had we had the technology. The DVR, yeah, how, yeah, amazing. Um, I mean, hey, but on the same note, like, like the. DVDs and Blu-rays are almost obsolete. Like you almost have to 
stream everything that would have been yeah. a detriment on like long deployments still buy i just bought my yeah. gruber <laughs> for joe let's get that into that in the two minutes yeah yeah <laughs> um so uh and and like drew said uh you know it just became a thing that you did like you just went underway you know we, i guess i didn't i don't remember ever thinking and this is probably where it's been. I've been. No, you can't so get long. Mandalorian on DVD. Sorry to cut you off, but right, you can't right. get Mandalorian on DVD. Yeah, well, you know, that's where you just <laughs> save it up. <laughs> he said MacGruber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Uh, he says you can still buy DVDs. Oh, oh, yeah. Because you, you, you can't thing. get Mandalorian. You can't you're, get right, like you're right. You're right. You're right. You can buy a lot of things, but yeah, not not everything. But <laughs> anyways, yeah. uh, like Drew said, it just becomes a thing you do. Like you just go out to see. You know, it's yeah. uh, oh, yeah. you don't, you don't even, part of it. You don't even, I guess, you don't even recognize it. Like, and you know, this is probably because, like, like I was saying, uh, uh, as you get further out of the Navy, you only remember like the really, really good stuff or the good parts. I guess you know, doing this podcast, bad. we talk yeah. about the, some of the shitty stuff, but still, we talk about it in like a lighthearted way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, it's not like nobody's really upset about it. No. Uh, you know, it brings you guys closer together, blah, 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 you know, all yeah. that. Um, but, uh, you know, like I go to work now and like on like Friday, I'm like, okay, I've got like two days and a couple hours to not have to deal with this kind of stuff anymore. All right. And then like Saturday, I'm like, son of a bitch, I got two days, you know, like in the Navy, I don't remember ever doing that being like, oh God, we've got like four days. We're getting underway. Yeah. You know, I just remember like doing the thing, you know, making sure you had your socks and your underwear on board. And that was like it. Like I would just carry up, I remember carrying like this up a backpack that just had socks and underwear and just taking it on board. Yeah. Because right. everything else was already on there that I needed. Yeah. You know, doing a little laundry the night before and that's it. You know, yeah. I got 10 pairs of socks, 10 pairs of underwear. I'm ready to go underway. Yeah. You know, but I don't remember just having like that, that like just like, I don't want to make it sound like I hate working, but I, I or hate my job. I just hate working in general. <laughs> like I don't want to do it anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, given the option to work or to not, it'd be nice. Yeah. To not. I just, However. I just not do it. I'd be, rather be fishing, like the like the grandpa's t-shirt says or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, for a lot of underway. us. <laughs> for a lot of us that's when our job started is when we got underway yeah yeah. yeah. oh yeah and that too i mean we, we knew we had to get you know that we were getting into business at that point right. you know we, we got underway we did a thing but like you know it was the only time that we really yeah actually did do our job and you know standing watches and all that all that stuff you know even though it was like you know kind of like jokester watches you know like okay we're not seeing anything like well clear a spirator or knock out some of those waves or whatever shut up <laughs> you know like get out of here dude you know this is a fucking joke but i guess it's all good practice yeah whatever they they had a plan we just went through it right <laughs> you know so, and we, we were all so young i don't think we you know could have we, we really didn't have an idea what the fuck we were doing yeah you know they were just like this is tomorrow okay <laughs> None of us I'll be there. <laughs> see you at eight. <laughs> All right. See you later. You know, every day getting a piece of paper like this is what we're doing today. Like, okay, it's great to be. I guess so. I mean, yeah, a bitch about it later. Like, man, we got blah blah blah. Three o'clock or fifteen hundred. You know, but yeah, it was just one of those things. Just chalk it up to well, this is what we do, man. So let's go ahead and just do it real quick and get back home and get back to drinking beer and being weirdos 
So as much as going underway, especially on these these little five days excursions, could get annoying. Part of we you were able to do some cool stuff like line handlers is what I'm getting at, which is like now you're like doing the same stuff your grandpas would have been doing in the navy. Like when you think about the olden days, like right. those hardcore gritty smoking yeah. sailor chores, I guess you could say. Um, very traditional. Yeah, traditional Navy stuff. How did you guys, did you guys dig line handlers? It was, well, it was, it was a very, oh. go ahead, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a double-edged sword. It was really awesome. If the weather was nice, you were pulling into a foreign port. Uh, or if you happen to be, uh, you know, in your dress uniform, pulling into some, some I guess, something stateside. That was always cold, but when the weather was nasty or when it was really cold outside or really hot outside, it was uh, not so enjoyable for me, at least. Yeah. Uh, Andy, you were, yeah, getting- I mean, um, you know, it was, it was interesting to have it like, you know, because what I like the first probably two underways or whatever, I didn't have. I didn't have to go out for line handlers because I was brand new on the ship and like uh, learned about, you know, we'd have to change out the uh, disc packs for the, for the computers or whatever between the at sea program and the import programs and all. But uh, you know, it was kind of like you had two different frames of like time, like time went by a lot quicker generally kind of when you're actually out there doing line handlers and everything else. Um, compared to being, you know, in the ship and like waiting for that to all secure and everything else. But uh, like when I was then out there, you know, on the lines doing it, like there was, you know, it was kind of a, it was a good time. Generally (laughs) kind of like Josh said, if the weather was nice or whatever, um, you know, you're out there with, you know, the people in your division and, you know, the department basically, because combat systems and weapons took care of uh, the aft lines you know, we're out there and, uh, you know, kind of that evolution was fun, but like definitely it wasn't always, there were times, you know, like the uh, standing out, like waiting to get past all the ships as we'd go out to sea and, you know, past the, uh, the lat- Pier 14 or whatever, past all the ships before we could strike down the lines and do, uh, what was it the boats and the hole or whatever it was. <laughs> you know all that the you know, yeah you know um you know so it was that or you know the uh i guess we had to pull them up too or whatever too so that was always you know an evolution of dragging out all the lines and then faking them down on the deck and everything but it was it's kind of neat and then uh you know just the evolution of it you know the ship getting uh tied back up to the pier when you come back Hey Drew, um, can you explain line handlers for those that don't know? Sure, yeah. So line handlers, uh, it's kind of like Andy was was touching on here. Um, <clears throat> it's pulling in and and pulling out of uh, of port. But as line handlers, uh, you are responsible for one of the the lines that goes towards the or goes onto the pier. Um, so you get into a group. Uh, which would be our, our work centers pretty much. It was all CF um, for our line. I think we were line five, right? 
Yeah. I believe yeah, so. Line, line five. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, we would be responsible for throwing the lines over, uh, pulling them up. I mean, you know, we would um, secure them, uh, secure the ship to the pier. It was a super important uh, evolution. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I explained that really good at all, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really basically pulling, pulling the ship close to the pier uh, is, like, you know. Yeah, they, I mean, they, it's like, you know, it's putting the, putting the, the big gigantic, you know, thick ropes onto the, you know, onto the pier. And then like all that, like, the ship get them tight. Like the ship has that, that room. I don't even know what that room was called. Like cruise liners. You know, I, I don't know. It just—it was just like it was kind of like a, you know, they had the big reel with the with the yeah, lines yeah. on it. You know, down, oh, down, yeah. they called the, we called it the hole. I don't remember what the fuck. Room, room, you know yeah, what it was like about? a. Yeah. yeah. Adam's la- looking like oh, I don't know because he never That's he true. never once took fu- one fucking foot of the flight deck when when real men were out there pumping. Oh, pumping man, we going crazy, dude. The I did, or whatever I did for the half line, so. Yeah. Half-line handlers was where it was happening, man. I mean, that was a ragtag group, a bunch of wild men out there. I don't think there was, a, I don't know, there might have been like one BM out there. You went up forward, that shit was like, was back there, no, man. We were, losing their mind. We were going, we were having a great time. I love that. That was the best, that was the best, the, the best part of my naval career. I loved line handlers. Yeah, I, 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 I would. Andy sorry, was the Jeff. ass man. Yeah, yep. and as they called him, the heavy guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, you would get that thing and you drop that booty on the on the non skid and pull that <laughs> and pull that uh, uh, that that line super tight so that we can get it all wrapped around those. Uh, what were those things called? Bollards, chocks, the ball- yeah, the, the bollards and the chocks. Yeah, <laughs> on the on the pier. There was a whole yeah. technique. Somebody, that front person would have that whole oh, technique. Yeah, yeah. That was my job. They would yeah, just yeah. throw that thing on there. You, you, you had to put a little bit of slack in the line. All like, there's 13 people on the line or something, and you had to put a little bit of slack just on the line. Just a little bit. Yeah. And then the guy yeah. in the front would wrap it around the, the bit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm with Bill. Like, I, I think that it was honestly, like, looking back now, especially, is, like, probably one of my favorite parts about the Navy. Yeah. It was, like, the coolest, the most traditional, the closest to actually doing the Navy. Yeah, super dangerous. Like, yeah, man, people could really get fucked up easily. Yeah, you could get your fingers smashed off, no problem. Or, or I mean, they always, like, you know, been like, you could get a horse in half. Okay. I, we, I've, we saw a rope snap, and it just did what it's supposed to do. Those safety ropes like, just snap in the fall. Down. Yeah, you know, it did exactly what it was. I was like, holy shit. Dude, that, but you also remember, work. like, if you get caught in a hole, it'll fucking suck you straight through the eye hole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Suck you right through there. It would have, uh, man. You'd have been fucked. Oh, yeah. Just Maybe a shout was, out uh, here. Uh, Drew was the uh, line captain. Uh, yeah. I did take over when he left, so I only got to do it for like a year. So I was kind of upset about that. But, you know, it, it's okay. I would have never challenged Drew for his, for his line captain. Yeah. Oh, I, kept I was, it with, I was number one guy. I was his number one, and uh, Andy Mattis was the ass man. And boy, our, our line always looked really, really good. Yeah, it always did. We always took, I we took a lot of pride in that in that line. Yeah. I mean, we should have though. Like line four was the the STGs, and they threw out like three feet from like out of there. 
you know, I and there was a couple guys the, on there that I gave Molly. shit to. You know, that we, we I mean, it was always a competition with them. Like the yeah. those other other FCs. No, dude. No, yeah, you guys. They, they had the capstan and they had the the motor. You know, the mechanical. Oh yeah, advantage. they didn't count. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So they were those, were, those were the best chairs, weren't they? Yeah, I was. I had uh, that written down actually. Uh, oh, sitting on a bollard. Yeah, that was. That was. There was the best. I love, dude. If I could, if I could just like buy one of those and put it in my, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe just on the on the on the deck or on something. The porch or something. Like, yeah. just, like, what are you doing, man? I'm just sitting on sitting on a chalk, sitting on a. I don't know what they called me. What anymore. the fuck are they called? I can't think of the name to save my life. Oh, that's it a bit. Okay, yeah, bollard was okay. the big like bulbous thing on, on the on the pier on the pier yeah with the yeah. with the wings and stuff and, the, and you had the bits okay you're right you're right you're yeah. right you're right okay yeah. and uh i also have written down rat guard yep oh yeah <laughs> rat fucking things dude when i got to the ship and they were like and put on the rat guard i'm like what the fuck are you talking about man i have never seen a rat that is <laughs> it's just gonna climb on this thing and right, you know and not it, norfolk but i mean you know yeah, and then we that... went overseas and i was like god damn yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the rat guard it was a big what a big piece it was of a big just like piece of metal, metal or yeah a, a how, how was thing. it lowered under on a string or something how would how did we get it on there yeah, I don't yeah. How we got it. somebody yeah. would climb on the rope and then hand over hand it to the highest point and then put the rat guard on okay that's what I don't remember. I do remember those now that y'all said that. This is a not a how to succeed in the Navy. Remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that I think that if, me, if you were in the Navy and you did not participate in line handlers, I think you missed out on a big part of yeah, You weren't in the real Navy until you did line handlers. <laughs> and you know, like, there you go. The real that Navy. Was a, that was one step towards the real Navy. That's how you know guys in the carrier were never. Yeah. yeah, they were never in the Navy. Department. Never. <laughs> and I, I meant to mention that in, in the beginning that there's actually like four navies. You had like the Submariners were their yeah. own navy. You had the Air Department was their own Battle navy. Yeah. And then you had the small boys, which were like your destroyers, cruisers, and frigates. They were their own navy. And then you had anything that could hold a plane. That yeah, was basically... Uh, Big the whole navy, other yeah. navy big deck slash amphib yeah. and the thing about the small boy navy is like there wasn't enough people to to not do stuff to not do stuff yeah, yeah everybody had to do pitch in in every sort of any type of evolution essentially yeah, yeah. maybe well we said. were in the real navy the whole time what <laughs> you tricked me oh, inception oh. Oh. <laughs> i remember some of the funniest and greatest shit happening on line handlers oh yeah with, uh bm1, BM1 silent silent. Out there. yeah dude oh. he was the best Oof. Oh, him! Had, him be, he was the he was the bm that he had it was bm1 siler and then he always had like a little like helper bm with him and uh yeah. Because the rest of them were up front doing their oh, thing, yeah. Yeah. Wonder, and then, and then we had, and then we had a chief back there, which was our chief at yeah. the time. Yeah, and yeah, then we also had. Uh, oh, oh, I remember your your chief used to come come scurrying in there every once in a while. Every once in a while, some line handlers. Yep, and uh, and then we had an officer, didn't we? Or was it was it always first lieutenant or? Uh, probably first lieutenant was overall in charge of things, so he'd. Go back definitely was 
Yeah, but I mean, Tyler had control of that deck. Like there was, oh, yeah. he probably, yeah. probably rotated yeah. back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our chief always, you know, yet definitely reverted back to, uh, you know, Siler at all times. Yeah, and he would always stand up on the other, like the missile deck. Also, yeah, like they would not be hanging around on the yeah. flight. They would always yeah, be just going. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they I mean, would. When things got going, way. yeah, chief. Yeah, they 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 all kind of just got out of there and let the. Yeah, yeah. The big dogs pull. Yeah. Yeah. The safe creep was another one of those trade moments to uh just to piggyback on what uh they said. <laughs> oh yeah. okay, we... big piggyback <laughs> conversation happening out there. Um yeah. uh, I really did enjoy uh <clears throat> days that the weather was perfect. Yeah. And you were pulling in and they let you like roll your sleeves up and you could really yeah. get those forms pump and for the for the ladies, there were never any out there, but you could imagine if they were there. But if like, they were, know, they were they were hyped. Yeah. yeah. You know, you had you had you know good days. You know, like the fall, uh, 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 late later spring, yeah. uh, summer times that would get hotter than three hells out there wouldn't be too much fun. And then winter times definitely sucked my asshole. And uh, I remember times that weather was so bad, so bad, so cold, fill in the blank, rainy doesn't matter to me like 40 guys piling in that like helo shit yeah yeah and laying yeah. on top of each other and everybody sleeping in one big like uh dog pile dog basically. pile of just like yo let me use your let me use your shoulders as a as a because everybody's wearing those big ass mustang jackets yeah have, so like, it was all like padding yeah. in them so i mean yeah. you know number you could you could just slink into yourself pretty there much is, those things yeah. which was also the best time to go down in the hole because yeah, a little bit. You block from the elements and everything else. Yeah, that's right. Through, right through. There, the guys down the hole. New home. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Boston yet, but there's that one cool. time we pulled into Boston in that blizzard in dress uniforms, and we had, and they were still all about safety. Like we didn't have neckerchiefs. We it was like negative forty degrees, and we couldn't wear gloves. Do you remember this? That was so. Fun. I remember. The, I remember like, the line dipping into the water. Yeah, you're like, and oh like, shit! Do not let that fuck it because I mean it was so fucking cold. Yeah. yeah, and hands would be frozen. And we were pulling, and I mean, and and it seemed like line hairs took forever. I, I mean, it was like, dangerous. Let us wear gloves this one fucking time. You know, yeah, uh, we didn't it, get a... it was just so it was so out of control, and and I was all that that was that was the worst line handling was... I think I've ever done. And they tried to make it seem like it was cool. I like, get a guy with bagpipes out there, like, okay, dude, I get it, but n- no, dude, that was nuts. That was the worst. That was. I mean, my hands. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Drew's being, uh, you know. What were uh, you doing? Line handlers when uh, the ship crashed into the pier. That was good times. <laughs> I don't think I was, I was there that. for that, that Boston thing. Yeah, I was after you left. <clears throat> yeah. I only pulled into there. Boston for was Fleet Week. Was like, already out? So we like, yeah. he was our tour guide? Josh remembers that one. Yeah, you guys went the other time to Boston. That was yeah, crazy. That I got was... some crazy stories from that one. Yeah. Ooh, that's what oh, I was yeah. still, That's still one of my top ports. In the Navy was Boston Fleet Week. That was nuts. Yeah, it was like a couple. It was like maybe a year or so after 9-11 too. Yeah, like the Fleet Week, and it was during Fourth of July. It was. I wasn't even twenty-one and stayed <laughs> v- 
highly intoxicated for whatever many days we were there. Yeah, and they made us go out in our uniforms too. And it was like, fine, okay. Like it sucked at first, but everyone bought you drinks. I remember drinking with like firefighters and they would give me or us the tips. Like they would not tip the waiters. They would be like, no, fuck that. Like you guys serve and protect us, you know? And we were just like, cool. You know, like I came back with more money than I left with. We'll do part business stories at another time. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Tangent. But that's a crazy, that's a whole, yeah. Hey, Drew, awesome. you had yeah, mentioned you had mentioned the line handler stories on our group chat. At, do you recall recall it yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't remember where it was, but I remember this very vividly happening. Um, we we're I believe we were pulling into some sort of foreign port. Yeah. Maybe Josh remembers this. And I think that there was people watching us. For some reason, we had the ETs on our line. And I was line <laughs> captain at the time. And they kind of integrated into our line. Maybe we needed more people for some reason. I don't know why. Because, I mean, you know, Andy being the ass man and Joe being my number one, what else do you need? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, two people on line. Okay. Yeah. I just needed, I just needed those two. But, you know, yeah, I mean, we had maybe like one other guy. We had like maybe five one. or six, like normally, but we, they, yeah. they put all the ETs on our line. And I remember explaining to them like how we did things because we had a, we had a system, yeah. you know, like Joe knew when to throw the line. The whole team knew when to give him slack. Yeah. It was a process. Yeah. I mean, there were and, commands for it and everything, but like we had like, you know, it was that yeah, fine art of like giving Joe enough to do the figure eights and everything and not yeah. take too long that I'm sitting there like holding on for dear life, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying to I, and I remember for the pier. I remember like calling for the line to be to give for Joe to get slack. And we never like got it. And Joe would like pull the line and he would just like stop and kind of like, look at me like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And it happened like a couple more times. Yeah. And I remember losing my shit on the ETs. Like I probably like called them retards in front of like all these people watching us like pull in. Like, I think it was the, I remember because I, I like yelled so loud that I thought I was like, I thought I was insane. (laughs) <laughs> but i was i was so mad at those ets because they could not figure out how to fuck to do line handlers and i just remember making a scene and like yelling at them and like i think chief blodgett was out there i remember siler was out there and they just kind of looked at me like yeah they're fucking retards <laughs> yeah i don't remember if you guys remember that but i do it's, uh, it's, it comes like comes more to me like i remember definitely like joe like or whoever trying to do the figure eights and he'd like get halfway around it's like the fuck you know yeah that's i got that's like right. six inches to work with and i need like eight you know it's like <clears throat> just one time give me what i need yeah it was it was frustrating how many which ones i mean like i'm just kind of curious if you remember anybody's name i can't i can't like put a name or anyone that was on there but i i just remember I remember losing my mind and I, I remember there was people like watching us because we were pulling into some foreign port. Like maybe it was like their military, like the discovery channel was on board. Probably. <laughs> and, and I just remember after I did it, I was like, Oh man, did I just like fuck up like in front of everyone? Like, are they going to be like, that's like, probably what it was though, was when they did fucking, what was that mega builders or whatever the fuck 
Oh, yeah, I don't know if it was that, but it was it was something like yeah. I just remember it being some sort of like important event or or evolution. Yeah. Or maybe uh, I remember there and they got that picture of Hudson. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Eighteen inch pipe wrench that he never turned a day in his life. Who's that? <laughs> remember there's that picture like Navy Times or whatever they you were on board and they're like there's that picture of uh, Hudson with that giant ass pipe wrench that he oh. never used ever. <laughs> like everybody's like. Dude's never turned that thing a day in his life. He's got it over his shoulder like he's Paul Bunyan. <laughs> we never I don't remember those guys either. being pissed off about that messing with that dude's Yeah. Oh my god. Under anything you could get called out on yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing you could probably do is, is pose many times. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like spy radar. No, <laughs> I would. Every Drew would know what happened. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's good stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I started doing line handlers at the tail end of my time on the boat, but one thing I was definitely on was unrep. Oh yeah, uh, under underway replenishments, which probably. Uh, it's on the same level as line handlers, I think. And it's yeah, it was like another version. And it's kind of like super cool. So obviously, when we need to get fuel, this is usually happens when we're getting fuel on the ship. A uh, fuel ship will pull alongside our boat and they'll literally shoot lines over us, over onto us, so that we could pull. What were we? Oh, we're we're just you getting to pull the probe, the 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 gas pump, basically. <laughs> You know, remember that would start out with a little the rubber, little rubber thing that would shoot out the gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they would attach it to their thing, and then we would just slowly guide, pull it. That guideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah was guideline. That. Was that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they so. shoot that. They they take that M14 or whatever and shoot that thing mm-hmm. from our ship to their ship, and then that and the other way, and then yeah. pull that thing until you got to the rope. Which was some other line. <clears throat> Obviously, yeah, I've been out a while. That's why I keep covering grease and everything else. I guess rope, line is rope. And what we we tend to like fuel two two four and a half at the same time. Generally, yeah, or? generally, yes, yeah. Were there other lines to like keep it the ships like taut and at the, at the yeah? Same there was a there was a flag line that was out there that had different colors or different measurements oh, yeah, was, on it, distance or whatever. Yeah, it was because, a communication line. And there was yeah. a communication oh, yeah, yeah. line. Apparently, there was phone. this. There was this a tendency that the ships would like want to come together. Yeah, like yeah. the way that formation was and the way the water was flowing through, it caused like a because those guys the ships I, to want to come together and collide. So yeah. there was always they would always measure that distance and maintain that certain distance. Yeah. Yeah, there so, was a way to measure that by those flags. I, yeah. I, I never learned what that mm-hmm. was. Every flag yeah. was like 10 feet or something. Wanna, and then you, the East yeah. one, that wasn't for East Was at all? That wasn't. Bro, if I told you I that you were East Was. I didn't do it. So, I can't tell you the secret is we swore to secrecy. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry for yeah, asking. I can't do I'm not the, the secret club of, of surface warfare qualified um, sailors. So, underway replenishments is one of like, the most impressive things that you that you could do like uh, if there's videos out there of it look it up yeah. it's pretty cool because you got like these two giant ships 
riding the ocean side by side. Like I said, there's two fuel lines, one communication line, one line to judge distance of how far away the ships were. And that's cool seeing those big old fucking swells in between the ships. Uh-huh. Yeah. I show I show people and they're just like that's that's one of those like they're just mouth just drops and they're like that's crazy. But that wasn't you know that was a necessity. That was something we had to do all the time to maintain fuel. But can you just imagine? There's like just a bunch of sailors just holding onto the line for like how long did a did it take to refuel like an hour, two hours, or something? It would take hours, depending on how 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 low you were. But I mean, it it could be a while. You're just holding this line tight. For the well, no, you wouldn't hold it like the well whole time, once like, you got it attached once you got yeah. that stuff attached up it was yeah. it was free flowing was it and then we we remember we had to like roll everything back on the pallet and then send the pallet over on that remember that sometimes we have that middle yeah. thing where we bring those pallets over yeah. food remember yeah. that that was wild supplies uh, and stuff and then yeah. we'd send back our like plastic right plastic our, discs from time to time <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> our art pieces our art so, pieces. Yeah. And the then, most uh, impressive thing was pulling up, getting refueled from a carrier, though, and being able to look through that middle of that thing, you know, because they have I those big bays and that. stuff. We did it one time. I mean, maybe you did. I was not there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Drew might have been there. I mean, it was that first deployment we did. Did we refuel from a carrier one time? That was Drew? one of those things that I had never even thought of when I signed up for the Navy. Underway report. Oh, yeah. 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 I, you know, oh, when, they, when they were like, you're on unwrap, I'm like, fuck is that unwrap, dude? Like, yeah. oh, it's underway replenishment. And then you, we get snacks and fuel yeah. and this type of thing. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. That novelty wore off within about, I don't know, 10 minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Off of here. I was on that. I was, I, I did that thing till the day I got off that ship. Yeah. yeah. The same line. Uh, I think that Jason Cowan might have been the guy that, uh, was like the line handler like the, the head line handler for that so, yeah. and so were you I on the previous, forward line i was on the aft, aft line i was, I was on, on forward yeah i was on aft and uh it was oh, always i think and, now remember the distance line the line with all the flags someone a group of one, people yeah. always had to be manned and that's the line i was on yeah sometimes oh, we sh- send somebody up forward so when they go, would break away and everybody that. would chill in the breaks yeah Everybody holding that line would still be out there for the yeah. So you were doing uh, so, so like you would just take, take breaks, sit down for a second, but, but your breaks would be like 10 minutes. Meanwhile, the guys doing like the fuel lines would be down in the the, the breaks, starboard. Oh yeah. man, that's that sucks. That's terrible. Because they, they had to keep the same distance and that, that yeah. line was that's decayed. terrible. That yeah. is terrible. Did uh did you ever get off that? No. To the day you run it to the day you got off the Donald. No, Club. I was on it for a long while. Like I used my watch station as an excuse for that one, but <laughs> but then the emergency breakaways are fun though, man. Yeah. I mean, that was when we were I like, did just, like those. Those were awesome. Yeah, we played that right? crazy. We played that crazy gonna, music and stuff. I was gonna music. ask if you guys could <laughs> if you guys could choose a breakaway song, what would it be? Oh man. What was it that they would play constantly? I feel well, like some ACDC song yeah. or something. That's what I Yeah, when JJ was to do cool stuff, and then when we had a settler check, it was who let the dogs out. Then we became the laughing stock of the. Oh movie. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. I don't remember. There was different choices. It was up to the whatever that I think whatever junior officer was training at the time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was the their choice. So we made it the unofficial song of Donald Cook. Sad times. Yeah. I'm choosing uh, Kelly Clarkson "Walk Away" as my breakoff song. Right. <laughs> And we do the dynamic breakaway. You do that big, uh, you do the big turn or whatever. And then like we're doing like a thirty degree roll, so you're walking on the walls going back to wash. Yeah. After you have to like wash your hands like forty five times. Oh, all that yeah, there's so much oil and grease from that. Oh, your yeah. Coveralls could be fucked. Like I mean, yeah. yeah. It was, um, it was I want to take a couple of seconds just to recognize a friend of mine, Andy Mattis here. And back when he was a really cool guy in his backdrop there with his sweet fucking wig on doing, I'm assuming, talent a medley of, yeah. at the talent show, looking, looking fierce. Looking, yeah. In fact, every time you like your head disappears from the backdrop, I see that guy. And yeah. also I keep wanting to click X on your, uh, because it looks like a, it's actually a, how to yeah, close your window too. down. Same thing. Same Get thing. this guy out of here. This little creep. Click that thing. Click the X. <laughs> Give me a. I, I actually hovered on it about ten minutes ago. I was like, "What the hell is that thing?" <laughs> so uh, you know, it's it's a rad picture. I remember that day. I remember sitting out there, and uh, me and Drew, and definitely uh, Meyer Edwards and uh, Josh know, Cole. You were there, and then Meyer went up there and sang uh, "Chasey Lane" by the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> and when he said, "We can fuck me for blow." <laughs> I, I, Fucking, the crowd went crazy. That was his like go-to like karaoke song. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I was pissed off song. with KJ at the White Horse. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. Because he would do that, and then he would do the mic drop, which is the most inconsiderate thing to do. Damn. Would you fuck me for blow? <laughs> oh, I, he didn't. He did not win that talent show. He should have. Right. Because everybody in there was like, "What the hell is he doing?" He's like, "Show him them titties," and yeah. that place erupted. It was, it was awesome. It was really funny. Yeah. <clears throat> the ballad of Brent Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Need to write that song. Yeah, right. What's he up to now? Father and children. He's still Brent. The last I and saw. Him. Blow. That was. <laughs> that was already crazy. He used to post uh, on Facebook every now and again. I haven't seen him on there in a long time. Yeah, yeah. He one time asked me, if I, he's like, if I had a wedding, would you go to it? And I was like, yeah, sure, man. I'd try to go to your wedding. And then he never said anything again. Then he got married. <laughs> he's like, that's what I wanted. To, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's, just want to double check. You're not invited, bitch. <laughs> he, this whole time he was trolling me. I just I realized. I was going to invite you. I hope you would turn it down. I wanted to see if you would come, but you're not invited. <laughs> he said no, I would have sent the invite out of courtesy, but since he said yes. He's so maniacal. Yeah. Um, I kind of miss that dude. I, there's been a lot of times that I've, I've really kind of... Uh, I remember... He's a funny-ass re- guy. I remember when the engineers would uh, sit in the, our lounge and you'd send Brent in with his man thong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hang... In front of their faces. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because he would do it. Yes. Yep. That thong he got out of a fucking vending machine in like 
Italy or something. Yeah. Some foreign port somewhere. I'm so <laughs> proud of that thing. <laughs> paid like five bucks and got a thong out of a vending machine. <laughs> oh my mm. god. Oh, I'm just thinking none that. of us ran for, I forgot ran all for about that, that shit. Oh my goodness. You that, like there's a picture the of that. With his fucking... Yeah, there's a picture I, of I that. Can't, huh? I can't. I can't. Uh, I may. I may still have that picture on CD. Oh, I found a picture of you from Bush Gardens, Josh, the other day. The, that, no that shit. Dinosaur egg. Oh fuck! Uh, Bush Gardens will be a whole other podcast. Do you, have it, do you have it nearby? Like, do you have it? Like, it's on my PC. Dude, I remember that. Oh my like, god. He knows a picture. He knows a picture. No, I gotta see this thing. <laughs> you crawling out of that yeah, egg dude. like a dinosaur? Yeah. Oh, All right, are we are we messing this thing up? Let's talk about really quickly where the Navy gets the money out of us and our work schedule while underway. Yeah. And <laughs> this is where they fucking get you. Um, I think pretty standard. I, I would say pretty standard for our size of ship. Our wash sections are generally cut down to nickel and dime, right? For most people, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like and by, five on, ten off? <clears throat> and by nickel and dime rotation, that means you're on for five hours at a watch station, and then you're off for ten hours. Yep. And now you're not really off for ten hours. Right. You still got to fit, fit in your eight-hour, your eight-hour, in quote, quotes, work schedule so you got to do all your maintenance that you normally do during the work work day you got to stand your watch and then there's usually like a general quarters drill thrown into there (laughs) there's something you're unwrap or uh, you know so if you're unlucky you're waking up at seven in or we'll say six in the morning to grab some breakfast you'll go to quarters you'll do your work your normal maintenance, your normal work job shit. Then you'll stand watch for five hours. And then just as you're getting off a watch, you'll run into a GQ drill that'll last another three hours. You'll get two hours of sleep. And then you're back on to your next watch rotation. You might get another two hours of sleep and then your day starts over with the seven, six a.m. wake up. (laughs) Is that pretty much how it goes? Huh. That wasn't that was that every that wasn't every day though. That was I mean, basically yeah. every day. We're at DQ once a week. Jeez. You know, I mean, yes, they expect you to, to definitely perform on minimal sleep for sure. No doubt. I mean uh but yeah, that's that was... only a hectic day. That's <laughs> but that's why we were able to I felt like I were I was able to sleep pretty much anywhere. As long as I can get yeah. horizontal, <laughs> yeah. I could take a nap, you know. So maybe yeah. we were working that much. I just didn't realize it. So. Yeah. You know, it was like, well, when you do those, you know, like leave on a Monday, come back on a Wednesday or something, they have to squeeze, you know, the actual mission out of you. And then yeah. on top of that, the ship's always like, let's throw this in there too. Yeah. You know, like why not get practice doing a man overboard or something, yeah. you know, uh, so, I mean, you, there was always, you know, yeah, whatever the, the actual mission this. was. And then right also, while wow, we're at it, let's just do a bunch of this shit. Well, to, just keep everybody on their toes, you know? So, I mean, and it, it, and it yeah, I mean, that, that shit, that shit. So, yeah, I, I would say that there was more times that I did 
regular work days that I did like, like 18 or 24 hour work days. Right. And on top of that, I mean, I know, I know times that when I got on watch or whatever, you know, when they're like, and it, if you were in like three section duty or three section watch or <clears throat> And you, you have like the, the midnight watch or the 10 o'clock watch. As soon as line hair is going to be like, just go lay down, man. Take a nap. Go to bed. You know, and then just going down and straight up doing that. Like, I don't need to go to work. <laughs> what am I going to do? I got five days to do this. Shit. I'm going to take a yeah. nap real quick so I can get because I, so, I got to stay up all night long tonight. So, yeah. so let me do it. it ain't that big a deal. You know, and then so going to bed immediately. Yeah, they did have a problem with that, though, like at first um but i remember like with our our watch rotation and and you know i think josh can back me up on this like going from having so many people that were qualified to actually stand watch to getting a whole group of new people losing all of our like quote unquote like veterans you would have to stand watch like i mean there was one time i think we were like like a ridiculous schedule. It was like a nine hour watch or something like that. Cause I think it was like me and Josh and maybe Bannister at the time. And we were the only three that were qualified in our whole work center. Yeah. Cause then he would have so, got steel small and uh, somebody else or whatever, like all like new at the same time. Yeah. Like, uh, Worsley. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, you know, you would, man, there was times where you were on that radar most of most of the day yeah yeah between getting, gq getting qualified uh, for a spy was you know it was a feat yeah yeah RC you know i mean they, you know i mean they just they're about to turn over you know a, a, a monster expensive piece of equipment over to someone that's been on board for three months yeah <laughs> you know we There's don't know if this do guy gets too. fucking seasick yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so you would you'd have those times where it was like really shitty at first but slowly throughout, say, like your deployment, you would get everyone qualified and then your watches would drop down to maybe three hours, um, something like that. But there you was, just, you know, you had more time between. You'd still be on the regular whatever yeah. the rotation was. You still have to do your else. maintenance. You still had to do GQs. That would, you I mean, you couldn't sleep through that. No. Uh, sweepers. Sweepers, you know. Yeah. space, midday or. Musters. I mean, you would have to muster in the morning. Like they. I think towards the end of like one of our deployments, they actually kind of started having sympathy for us. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're coming off of like the mid watch. Yeah. You know, like it's, you don't have to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I, I forget what watch it was, but it was, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like they really had sympathy for us ever. That's a joke, <laughs> but you know, I mean, there was a lot that went into our day to day underway and a lot of things that I think, like took up your time um and like josh said man every time you could go to sleep you would like you lay flat you could you could fall asleep. yeah like i could fall asleep almost anywhere to this day just because yeah. of the, the practice that i got in the navy yeah when i first I got out people were like but, dude you're like laying like in a like one of those like egg chairs you know and i'd just be like it's into myself like how are you laying down no. like, i used snoring. to I used to uh, zip up my Mustang jacket all the way to the top and then shove flash gear into the neck just to keep your head propped up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, you find a way. When you, when you don't have that sleep, you're, 
Ben Hall is that a Ben Hall technique passed Maybe. down from generation to generation? <laughs> oh, like uh, you know, and it, was, it was really shitty. Uh, like, uh, Spy didn't have any like neighbors. <laughs> you know, like you couldn't like lean over and chat with somebody because there, there was, was a space, two, two, there like, was two a or three space. blank spots or something. And I yeah, had there was a space there for some reason. I, I, had, know was, that space. Yeah, I had tick uh, and then. Um, air right next to me oh yeah there was i guess we had cmc i think right or it was because like chief blodgett sat next to me a lot like there was a lot of times where like the chief were sitting next to us on our right yeah or you have two spaces over to os on tick and uh the chat or whatever and i remember those sons of bitches were like a four-hour duty over there and everybody else was on the six hour up there in uh but combat because it was i was doing six I think Alex was doing six. I think Joel was doing six. And maybe, oh, and Meyer. Meyer was there too. So he was doing six. Yeah. And then it was you in, in, in Spy. It was you and Cole and uh, Worsley and Steele. No. No, not that. Well, he didn't make it. I don't know when it was. Uh, Steele got injured before he could do much. Well, yeah. a lot. It I was, say. Who was that? It was Worsley. Small. <laughs> Was did it he ever stand RC? Small did, yeah. He was doing yeah. he was doing IT stuff at that time or not? He no. he eventually did, but he was he was like qualified on all that. Yeah. Small is a great spy tech. Like he was, it sucked losing him. In all honesty, you yeah, know? yeah. <clears throat> like he was, he we, was really awesome. We lived a different lifestyle in Port, though. Like I said yeah. before, our our yeah. job really happened when we were out at sea. So in Port, we would try to get off as early as possible, yeah. but we would do it. I don't in the port. I remember doing a lot of painting and cleaning. That's about all I remember doing in port. Really, but that's that's kind of why I was bringing up in the last episode. Like they're gonna they they have us while we're out to sea. So while while you're in port, you know, give right. us that time while you can because right. when we're out to sea, you got us. Yeah. It's nonstop. I remember there was days where we would be up for like forty eight hours trying to fix the radar you know we would be in shifts like people would be like taking naps in the radar room like when they were just are physically exhausted yeah you know and it was because their your officers are breathing down your neck like we got to get spy up it's you know the eyes of the ship and mission critical yeah exactly so they expected you to do anything you had to do or could get that radar up to be honest with you i think we were the experts. I don't think those higher ups knew what the hell was going on no. in the first place. Nope. I no, think we were, truly were the experts on that radar on that ship at that moment in time. I mean, obviously yeah. we're in the middle of the ocean, but yeah, yeah. Um, let's. I said we start wrapping things up. We still got to do the beer reviews and everything. Um, yeah. am, am I missing anything about underway? We could always continue this conversation yeah. to the next episode. But is there anything you guys want to mention right now about I mean, like, underways and stuff? Me underway, like down at my shop like we had the beauty of standing watching our shop so we were generally computer was port and starboard we just did 12s because it was easier and it really was generally only two of us for a little bit there was we were three section between me chuck and storin um and then uh display guys were kind of on their own rotation based on how many they had um you know so it was kind of we never really had like a work day. We just, you do your maintenance checks during your shift generally. And then if you had to do tag outs or something, you do it 
kind of around turnover. So you had somebody else to be the second signer if you needed to do that kind of stuff. So it was, we kind of had the advantage, which was nice. And I remember once though, like Blodgett got mad at us for something or another. Um, and then we had to go shit on five and dimes with y'all. That was, uh, <laughs> it was rough. I do want to, I do want to mention that like, on the finding sleep whenever you can topic what was dope about our job is we had those secret spaces with a super loud cypher lock so like nobody could sneak up on you like ever yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah radar uh, two was like that too i mean yeah you would sleep under the cabinets and like yeah you would hear the the lock pop and you were just like oh yeah i'm just cleaning or doing whatever you know right yeah <laughs> you had enough time to like Look like you were doing something. Like the eye crusties off of away from your face, and yeah, yeah, or you just get up and walk to like the other side and just like avoid the person. Good yeah, right. <laughs> hide. Doing maintenance over here. Yeah. I've kicked my feet on like a fucking uh, what were the uh, the 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 ways to get up to like the uh, director rooms? There were those doors. And they oh, had yeah. like the the, uh, the the turn wheel things. I don't know what the hell they're right. called. The manholes or hatches. Hatch, the hatch covers or whatever. Yeah. And put my feet, locking one down and putting my feet on it and falling asleep on the back. And if they, and that way, if anyone came up and opened the hatch, it would twist my feet up and I, oh, oh shit. And I jump <laughs> up. <your> ankles. <laughs> like break your fucking ankles. <laughs> well, you, you just, like, kind of just like, you just kind of like set your feet on yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not so in it. Just, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not twisting up in there, flaring it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah you had to be like super out if they like actually walked up on you yeah you had to, i mean and yeah you learn pretty quickly like don't do stupid and get caught sleeping like an idiot yeah. like laying on the ground yeah, with a pillow and a no, blanket no. like having a great time like no. in like a fetal position like all comfortable. i got caught i got caught uh sleeping up in uh, uh radar three one time when i was in uh edc one or dc09 yeah uh, there was a captain's call and it was supposed to be everybody in like dress blues or something. And I was like, I ain't got a fucking pair of shoes. I'm at EDC one, you know, my shit's like at the cleaners, uh, yeah. you know, so whatever. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, Lieutenant Sharp comes up there and he sees me sleeping and I'm like, dude, or he doesn't catch me sleeping. He catches me sitting up there. Cause I didn't get caught sleeping. And, uh, He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I was like, I said, I don't have my, I don't have my uh, dress uniform. I don't have my dress uniform. I, you know, he's like, what do you mean you don't have a dress uniform? I'm like, the marriage. Dude, I, I don't, I don't have my dress uniform. I, so I didn't go to captain's call. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. This is the only place I know where to hide. <laughs> I thought I was safe up here. Mm. He then tells me that he's going to tell the chief of. EDC one, which at the time was that uh, that DC one. She was a she was a woman. Oh, yeah. I can't think of what her name she was. She was a chief or whatever. It was it. She was a chief. And like I can't remember her name. But yeah, it started with an R, I think. Dude, oh, would bring the thunder. Yeah, yeah. she, she yeah. was not put. She didn't put up with shit. Yeah. If you warned her division, <laughs> like I, did, yeah. I was yeah. terrified of this woman. I, I mean, I legitimately was scared of this woman. Like she was crazy as fuck. She was mean as hell, and she yelled report, all yes. the time. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, the first day I was in quarters there, I was like, "Who the fuck does this chick think she's talking to?" These guys like this. I'm like up in up in, up in the CF Cushy division. We're like, "Hey, everybody, how y'all doing today?" 
and yeah. she's in there like you pussies like i'm like get the fuck out of here yeah uh so i, I and he tells me he's gonna go down and talk to her and i i, I look i was like i just i don't think that's a good idea i was like she killed them so he couldn't know i was like she's gonna kill me yeah. like you i said we can just like you know let's keep this between us you know like I'll, I'll, whatever it is i'll owe you a favor or something you know <laughs> and uh you gave he then proceeds to say, you know, like basically, fuck that noise. Follow me. We're going down. We're going to see the chief. She's yeah. in the fucking uh, uh, DC repair locker or wherever you meet. Repair and, five, yeah. And or, I or go in there and she looks up. She, and she, before he even has anything, she knows that I fucking skipped out on Captain's call. <laughs> and he's like, he didn't have a uniform. And she's like, oh, really? You're going to do a dog and pony show for the next two days or whatever uh oh, with shit. and going on and on about this shit and she's yelling in my fucking face like i mean like like five inches from my face and the i just camp style. i just turn away i, I mean i she's at this point i'm just screaming in my like right ear and i looked at lieutenant sharp and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> and then i just looked back and just like she just like see good looking out look, like <laughs> yeah. i told you and then see she's just i mean and the punishments are going bonkers <laughs> And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I'm like, sure, whatever. So I get a bunch of shit dry cleaned and shit like that. I, you know, do this. I'm about to do this. Uh, and then she tells me that uh, IT1 uh, something or other, IC1, IT1 and IC1, we're gonna do my shit. And then we're like, we ain't doing shit. So fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I was, uh, it was uh, good and then uh, who else was, yeah, there were like the LPOs. Good and roughing. Yeah, that's oh. what. <laughs> Goodman Ruff and my homeboys. <laughs> my dogs. Ruffin. The most chill first class is like there was. <laughs> Save the day. Um, I remember that. Anybody hey, got man. any last last words on underways? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, I was kind of the decent thing about underways was I got more sleep at sea than I did in port. You know, you didn't have to get up super early to drive in and fight with traffic and everything. And, you know, uh, you weren't staying up till like midnight or two closing down bars <laughs> and everything. So it was like, you know, that was the only good side. Underway. I mean, like, you still, I mean, like a bunch of the majority of the percent of the time you were still getting at least eight or nine. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then in cases of like Josh Cole, where he, for somehow that one time, like, what was it like, like two months or we went out like on a, like a bunch of different times, like for like two or three months and they forgot about him on like every watch bill ever. Oh, <laughs> there was a time shit. that me and Aston took ourselves off the underway watch bill. It was like, like <laughs> didn't do anything. they somehow forgot that like Cole was like even on board. Like, they didn't have him on line handlers. They didn't have him on unwrap. They didn't have him <laughs> on the, the pair locker or anything. And he just yeah. slept for like... <laughs> like four days straight and he got up and I remember being like, shit, the only reason I had to go out that pee and I think I got a bed sore. <laughs> Dehydrated. That's hydrate. I'm, I'm losing all this weight. All of a sleep for four fucking days. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This guy, he's sleeping through GQs. Yeah, no one's even going down and checking. We did not say shit about it though. We're just like, yeah, give it up, dude. Like, I mean, yeah. you can't say anything. No, we're just like, no, you would never say that about your friend. You, know? you have not let ever. him live his dream. Our because, dream. because one day it might be you. Yeah, yeah. 
you know yeah. we were it was mostly just you know yeah we were pissed out of sheer jealousy what about yeah. you know it was a good thing when the ship store was open underway going yeah. there and buy some of that gee dunkage stuff you know yep <laughs> go down there and get yourself a candy bar and a cigarettes bar. cigarettes are cheap yeah Anybody yeah, got some? Were... Anybody got those ship lighters still? The Zippos? I, the... I, I, I have them. Bedroom somewhere. Yeah, I have like three or four of them. Yeah, those, those are awesome. I, I don't know. They were long those gone. Those. Yeah. They'll be, yeah. be uh, worth something, maybe. <laughs> I may have an extra one, Josh. I could maybe bring it to you next time I see you. No, it. I got, I got one. I got one of oh. the. Uh, what was it the? The black chrome ones or whatever it was, the yeah. darker ones. I think that's one I have. I have a Winston Churchill one too. My but uh, oh, that's kind of cool. Nice. <clears throat> All right, gentlemen, let's start uh, wrapping up and getting into some beer reviews. Um, if we need to continue the underway conversation, we'll just push it to the next episode. So uh, I'll kick it off uh, once again. I was drinking the raspberry. Berliner Weiss from Stoop Brewing out here in Seattle. It's a German sour wheat beer. And I was just looking at the, the website and they said that these German style sour wheat beers were dubbed the champagne of the North by Napoleon's troops. Oh, <laughs> mm, champagne of the North. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's pretty tart and sour. Um, the, you definitely get the raspberry, but what I like about beers nowadays is that they don't taste like super sweet, like they're going to give you a, cat, a cavity. But so I totally recommend this beer. I'm, I'm going to give it 3.75 bottle caps, not quite a four, but it's yeah. pretty close. Uh, Andy, remind us what you're drinking and give us your rating. Yeah, so I got the Devil's Backbone uh, O-Fest Lager. Um, again, from uh, Virginia, either Lexington or uh, Williamsburg, looks like was where they they were brewed. And um, you know, as far as the various, you know, Oktoberfest uh, was it the the Marzen type, you know, beers and stuff like that of the fall season and all and harvest time. Um, this one's kind of right in the middle. Of all those, I gave it a, a three and a half. Um, you know, it's it's a nice seasonal, but it's not like it's not quite as good as the Sam's Oktoberfest, which is probably the best one around. Yeah. Um seen a few others in the stores that I'll probably pick up to try. But this one's you know, it's pretty good. It's uh, you know, it says it's a small, uh smooth, malty and bready notes, and uh it's definitely smooth. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's like a nice, like subtle flavor going on. So it doesn't like overpower you with anything. Um, but yeah, three and a half. It's pretty solid. Nice. Um, we're definitely getting into a good beer season, right? With all the fall stuff. Yeah. Um, Drew, tell us again what you're drinking and give us your little rating and review. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm drinking uh, Tate's Hellas. It is from Oyster City. Um, again, it is from uh, Apalachicola, Florida. A little story about the beer and why it got its name, uh, Tate's Hellas. It's actually named after a forest uh, in northern Florida called Tate's Hell. 
Um, and uh, the story about how the forest got its name is there was a man whose name was Tate uh, and he lived in that area and he got lost in the forest um, for like uh, seven days or something like that. Um, when he finally made it out, he made it out to uh, like one of the nearby towns. And just before he died, like he was only able to get out a couple of words and it was in response to a question of people like, where, like, what, who are you? Where, where were you? What are you doing here? And he's like, my name is Tate. And I just came from hell. And then he died. And then they gave the forest the name Tate's hell. So they named this beer Tate's Hellas because it is a Hellas style beer, which is a German lager. Uh, and it is really good. I love it. I love that it has a story behind it. I love that it's like local to Florida. I would give this a five, like bottle cap. I oh, think yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I think this beer is fantastic. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. And everything I've had from them has been really, really good too. Um, it's a small brewery in Northern Florida. Uh, and I highly recommend if you can find this beer, give it a shot. Extra city. Mm-hmm. These five-star beers, uh, get, I get super curious about them. Yeah. Uh, Joe, remind us and give us your rating and review. <clears throat> Joe? Yeah, I'm doing a uh, Boulevard Pale Ale, the original uh, Boulevard Pale Ale. Uh, I, fun fact, I just read this on the bottle. The first keg of this Pale Ale was made November 17th, 1989. So they've been using the same recipe for this Pale Ale for quite a while. Uh, it's out of Kansas City, Missouri, and it is, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's kind of like a, like, it almost like, it's almost like too easy to, to say, like, I would take this to a party because everybody would already expect that to happen. (laughs) Like if you came to somebody's party and they, you know, you wanted to bring a nicer beer or something, you would probably grab a Boulevard something or other. Uh, would it be the, the 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 original pale ale? I don't I don't know. Um, me, I yeah, I would bring it out there for sure. Uh, it's 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 good. Like I said, it's one of the original pale ales. So I mean, like, it's not really being kind of like douchey by like drinking a pale ale. So, uh, I would give it. What are my uh, fractions of stars? Uh, quarter. Quarters. Okay, quarters. 16. Uh, <laughs> three and three, 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 sixteen. Uh, no, I, it's, uh, I'm giving it 3.75 bottle caps. Nice. I'm being a little bit critical because it is kind of a pale ale. It's not really fun to drink it when it's like 9 billion degrees outside and <laughs> sweating all day. Yeah. Uh, I would rather drink it in more of a, I don't know. Maybe maybe a, a cooler environment. It's just not fun for me right now, so I'm not bringing it to your house until maybe October, late September. Draw, Josh, you're up. You're muted, by the way. Still, before you start talking, I had the uh, the Hopadilla, which was a, a American IPA out of uh, Houston, Texas. The Rhinocorn. Um, no, it's Hopadillo. Oh. It's named, you know, the, this, this, here, let's, the state animal of Texas is the armadillo. 
Ah. So this is the hopadillo. So this is an armadillo uh, State made of hops. Texas is an armadillo. Gross. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they're not very intelligent. They, uh, they are they're kind of cowards, too. Um, Just kidding. Yeah. Texas. Well, they, you know, when a car, like if you see one in the road and you go to straddle it, well, their their defense mechanism is to jump straight up. Everybody so. heard that, right? Okay. Oh, you were talking about you were talking about driving over the top of it, not actually getting out of your car. And <laughs> yeah. No, traveling yeah. and trying to get oh, across God. the highway. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> no. you I did not know that term. On it, did not know that term. Well, you know, like the highway. But they they they, in, they instinctively uh, jump up straight up, so they jump into the car anyway. So it's really kind of a dumb animal, but um, they're kind of strange. I don't know that they. They look almost kind of dinosaur-like. You ever yeah. seen one? You ever seen a skeleton? Back, back to uh, the beer. Back to the beer. Oh, sorry. Back to the beer. Back to the beer. So, um, this is definitely, like I said, my go-to. Besides uh, my other, my other one, Art Car. So, uh, it's IPA. The only thing I found maybe a little bit more interesting, it, it, the website did offer some recommended pairings, and it was Ooh. Thai cuisine red curry blue cheese and grilled steak it is very a, a very hoppy beer it actually has six different types of hops in it so it definitely takes over the palate for sure um but yeah drink a bud light every now what's your <laughs> i uh what's your rating what's your rating man let's do uh a 4.0 nice All right, and now let's uh, move on to our two minutes of free talk. Um, I'll, I'll start it off, and I don't really got much to say except for that. Um, I recently finished watching the first season of Star Wars The Bad Batch. I don't know if you guys have watched that. I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, that season ended, like, really, really well. That It caused me to go back and rewatch um, the Clone Wars animated series. Oh, nice. And uh, I would say, like, starting in season three or four, I'm almost done with it. There's, like, seven seasons. But starting at three and four, it starts getting really good. The stories start developing really nicely. And that cartoon is, like, super dark, too. Like, they're just lopping off heads and, like, assassinating people, point-blank range with blasters. Um, I I highly recommend watching... The Clone Wars animated series, along with the Bad Batch, because those two, there's probably like the best Star Wars film media that's out right now. Better than like the movies, I would say most of the movies. So um, that that's all that I want to talk about today. And that was a minute, but you guys still get your two minutes. But uh, um, Andy, when you start talking, you get your two minutes of uninterrupted time to talk about anything you want. Yeah. All right. Um, so I know I covered it on our stream uh, last week, or whatever, talking movies and whatnot else, which was a good time. But, uh, you know, started watching the Lower Decks on Paramount Plus, which if you're into Trek and all, that's a, that's a fun one that, you know, definitely falls like in canon with storylines and stuff like that, which is cool. And then also... Um, uh, you know, on our good friend Joe's recommendation, uh, MacGruber, I just said, you know what, I'll, I'll pull the trigger and just 
buy it on Blu-ray. I have not watched it yet. But I, you know, it's on like I just haven't had a chance to do it yet, but I'm watching it this week for sure. So it'll it'll be a good time, I'm sure. So I'll I'll let you guys know the next time we uh, convene, you know, how much I enjoyed McGruber. Because I know Joe wouldn't steer me wrong, except for oh brother, we're out there, but that's another story. <laughs> you know. But uh you know that uh hopefully we'll be figuring out some shows before too long i imagine or whatever uh my guitarist will be coming up from florida soon here in september sometime and we'll should have a idea of when we can book some stuff we'll do something local in virginia and then we'll you know figure out stuff whether it's florida or whatever so keep everybody in the loop on that and uh you know we'll figure out stuff going forward so keep eyes on uh sinister x remember the Requiem's on Spotify and all digital platforms. So check it out. Sweet. Um, yeah, I'm, I can't wait till you guys start playing again. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that you guys need that at this point. It's been so yeah. long. Um, who's next? Drew, Drew, once you start talking, you get two minutes un- uninterrupted. All right. Um, I just uh, want to put it out there, take care of your uh, mental health, everyone. I know we talk like a lot of crazy shit on here. Um, you know, there's a lot of veterans out there that that may need to speak with someone and, and they need help. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to anyone, you know, uh, including myself or, you know, uh, you can find me on Facebook through this podcast. Uh, but besides that, I mean, that's all I got trying to, you know, make it a little bit serious, but uh, yeah. Star Wars does kick ass and please. Yeah. Clone Wars is the shit. I love the Clone Wars, man. It's some of my favorite Star Wars stuff, man. Absolutely. It starts off like you're like, oh, this is like kid stuff. But like Adam was saying, by the third you know, season, you're like, wow, I, I, I did not know that Star Wars was, was going this deep. Um, Joe, as soon as you start talking, you get two minutes uninterrupted. <laughs> I hate you. You get... One minute and 50 seconds. <laughs> All right, man. So I haven't uh, really been doing like too much, stuff, like, I guess, stuff that I really want to talk about. Uh, you know, I just want to say like, yeah, watch McGruber for sure, everybody. And uh, I guess there's going to be a Peacock show coming out. Uh, uh, this is going to come out afterwards, but, uh, <clears throat> or I'm saying it's going to come out, the, the, the podcast is going to come out well after this next part, but uh, watch what we do in the shadows. Fantastic yeah. show. Everybody has a Sorry great time. It's coming out September. on uh, September 3rd or 2nd or something. Doesn't matter. It's our, but, but just look it up on Hulu and laugh your shit off. Uh, <clears throat> uh, shit, man. Outside of that, damn, dude. I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot to really say this time. I th- think that uh, you guys really, really did it for me. <laughs> All right. I need like a I need to implement like a visual clue to that so I know it when everybody's done talking. Josh, as soon as you start talking, unmute and then start talking. I'll start your timer. You get two minutes. Josh, I'm starting the timer, but you have to unmute your mic. And all right, there we go. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I don't have much to say, but I do want to say thanks to all y'all guys for let me come on and do this and 
um, <laughs> tell stories. Um, I don't know how much to say. I, I don't, you don't have to I'm, say anything. I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, 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 I lost for words, actually, believe it or not. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in once again. And like, uh, just to re- to piggyback off of Drew, yeah, um, I, I, I like to gear these episodes more towards like positive stuff, but I, I understand that there's a lot of veterans that are struggling talking about just talking about stuff in general is super helpful. So if, if you want to reach out, you feel free to reach out to me, to any of the boys. I bet you, you know, a veteran that's willing to listen to you, one of your friends, they'll listen to you. So if you need to talk, get in touch with somebody, reach out and just start talking. Follow, follow the podcast on Twitter at Average G.I. Joe Pod. Same with Facebook. Just search for Average G.I. Joe Podcast. Um, if you listen on iTunes, drop, uh, give us some, a couple of stars and review. That'd be super helpful. Um, and you guys got any last minutes? Yeah, definitely check out the that playlist, man. I was uh, listening to it the other day, just kind of decompressing from my my work day and, uh, you know, just hit like a nice stretch with like Pink Floyd, Shine On, Crazy Diamond and some other like chill songs. And it was like just perfect. You know? Nice. And that's the, the official Average G.I. Joe playlist on Spotify. Check it out. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.